Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Let's go to verse 8, verse 9, and verse 10. 11. I'll find it now. 12. Here it is. In that land where he's staying and not going to be like an Egyptian, it says Isaac sowed in that land. You will not reap what you have not sown. You're not going to get back towards you what you do not launch forward. For God is looking for a cheerful giver. And because he stayed in that land, not with his arms crossed, but doing what pleases God, it says he reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. How are we stripped from increase? How do we stay worse than we are at the beginning? Because somos, this is the Latin word, ready? You walk on your elbows. They say, what does that mean? Yeah, you don't want to use your hands. You're like, whoop, 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 whoop. You're, you're stingy. You don't have a generous heart. Somehow, someway, fear has gripped you. So you become a fear monger. You start hoarding all your time, your talents, your treasure. Where are they? I was scared, so I hid. But he said that Jesus came and, and did the parable of the talents. He gave one one, we'll get one get five, one guy 20. And he says that they multiplied their talents. But one guy grabbed and he hid his talents because I was scared, so I hid. Fear will always a queen. But this Isaac man, he, was, he knew the principle of God. Number one, say with me, he knew obedience. Because 99% of the people would have run to Egypt. Because that's where the horses are. That's where the strength is. Don't, don't make that your strength. Let's, let's go ahead and look for this real quick. Very important. That those that, that think about Egypt sooner than later are going to be strapped and stripped of everything they have. Why? Because they're thinking like worldly people think. They're living like worldly people live. They're not living according to God's order and time. So here's what God tells us. I believe it's Isaiah 31. Let's go there. Super important. Verse 1. Isaiah 31.1. He says, Woe. You're not saying woe to your horse. You're saying, Oh no. Here comes trouble. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help. They're thinking like worldly people think. Um, I'm lonely. I need a companion. I'll go to a nightclub. Woo, you're in trouble. If you think like worldly people think, you're going to inherit the fruit that's rotten like worldly people inherit. Woe to those who go to Egypt for help, rely on horses, who trust in chariots because they're many, and in horsemen because they're strong. But do not look for the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. 
99% of the people would have gone to Egypt in their rebellion and disobedience and thinking there's just a desert out here. But the obedient inherit the land. Let's go back to Genesis 26, 12. It is there that, that Isaac stays in the land and sows. He sows. You, you ask yourself, what am I sowing in this season? Because whatever I sow, I will reap. And what I don't sow, I can't expect to reap. And he reaped that same year a hundredfold, and the Lord prospered him. The Lord blessed him. I love that the, the description of a man who sows is abundance. It's a harvest that, that is greater than that which you sow. And so there it is in verse 13. The consequence of sowing in the life of Isaac. Those of you that are not sowing, you don't, you don't find the need to come to midweek Bible study. You have sufficiently grown to the measure and standard where you're at. I don't have to go. Why do I have to go? The man began to prosper, continue prospering, until he became very prosperous. Three levels. Not only blessed, very blessed, and huge blessings. He continued prospering because he knew the principles of sowing and reaping. And how sad it is that in our day, people don't know what it says there in Proverbs eleven twenty four. The Bible says the same thing that is a biblical principle throughout. It says there is one who scatters... Who gives, who sows, and increases more. It's, it, it seems crazy. Um, the more you scatter, the more you increase. When you see somebody stripped and going through the desert and the wilderness. Yesterday we were in the grocery store. We're at Publix and we're looking for... The water that I enjoy to drink. And all of a sudden, we couldn't find the aisle. So I started going, water, water. And my wife is like, stop. Everybody's listening. I was like, water. Those of you that are going around in that sentiment in times of famine is because you don't know the laws of sowing and reaping. He who scatters yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than what he should. And it leads him to one who withholds. And he's not giving what is right. Is led to poverty. And I want to tell you because we're, we're, we're so earthly thinking. They, they invited me to a, a TV program the day before yesterday, and they said, you know something? They just arrested Commissioner Diaz for DUI, and he's a horrible man. I said, hey, and they said, Joaquin, what do you think? I said, what I think is you guys are perverted and twisted and distorted. This guy has lived in this community for 30 years. We all know him personally. We know him. They, they invited me to a, a TV program the day before yesterday, and they said, you know something? They just arrested Commissioner Diaz for DUI, and he's a horrible man. I said, hey, and they said, Joaquin, what do you think? I said, what I think is you guys are perverted and twisted and distorted. This guy has lived in this community for 30 years. We all know him personally. We know him not to be a drunk, and you guys are trashing him on television. 
Everybody ran to their chairs and stopped. The argument was over because they want to sensationalize the, this over a 30-year lifetime. He was a Marine before he became a public servant. That means he was a soldier in the Marines. People know him. He's a fellow. Oh, I'm here to defend truth. I don't know the man to be able to defend him. I, we don't, we're not personal friends. The issue is what is right is right. And the man who is able to be generous will be more increased. And the one who has issue, that's why he's stripped. And I, I want to say that when we think about these things in natural terms, everybody thinks about money. Listen to me. This is more about your relationship with God than it is your money. So I was in Germany, uh, no, South Africa, and we were talking to the men about being generous. And they were like this. And I said, let's even give you something that doesn't cost them anything, which is a smile. Could you please smile in my direction? Give somebody a smile for God's sakes, you poverty-stricken fools. Que horrible. God is not talking about gold and silver because God doesn't think along those terms. He's talking about your relational time. Where you invest your treasures and talents. And they're all stripped to your own houses, to your own hobbies, to your own ways. And everybody is stripped because you don't show up. You don't participate. Obviously, the Bible says in verse 25 there, Proverbs eleven twenty-five, He continues to tell us the generous soul will prosper, will be made rich. The one who's constantly going like this and being a blessing wherever he goes, that man is going to be here. If you smile, a smile will return. And he who waters will himself also be watered. But what happens? 26, verse 26. The people will curse him who withholds grain. But blessing will be on the head of him who makes it available. Verse 27. He who earnestly seeks good finds favor, but trouble will come to him who seeks evil. Verse 28. He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like foliage. It takes over. It, it increments. Verse 29. He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind. And the fool will be a servant to the wise of heart. See, it all starts in family. Gen uh, Psalm 68 verse 6 says God gives you an opportunity to put you in a family. If you're not a blessing to your family, you have serious issues, my friend. God sets single people in families to bring out those that are captive to prosperity. He puts you in family because it's a place where you're able to give. A lot of people say, I'm not going to church because I don't need it. I'm not going to church because I don't feel good. I'm not going to church because I'm tired. It all surrounds who? Them. They don't say, I'm going to church because my brother needs encouragement. Because my sister needs a word of embrace. Because the church needs somebody who will guard the front door before uh, travesty takes place. We thank God that last night uh, I told the gentleman, I says, look, if you come on Monday night, I'll pay you the overtime that you make by going to Walmart and sitting in front of Walmart. And that way we'll have a police officer here with a gun. We'll have security. I was trying to say, listen, 
you are poverty stricken because you refuse to live like God wants you to live. God wants to make you blessed, prospered. God wants to give you favor, increase in high measure. If you're stripped, it's because you're rebellious. The rebellious will dwell in a dry land. There's no increase for that man. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. Who is the source of our increase and our abundance? God. God is looking. He says God will make it, is able to make all grace abound towards you. What for? So that you always have sufficient in all things. You might have abundance for everything God is calling you to do. How many would want to give the church every month $10,000? See, some of you wouldn't even want to. Because you wouldn't think about God giving you a million to be able to give 10000 Because you're poverty stricken. A lot of people thought that we were taking at that point, and we were saying, if God gives you a million dollars a month, you're able to give $10,000, $100,000 a month. But because you don't have a mind for those things, God continues to not be able to prosper you. I tell this story wherever I go because it's an important story. When I got saved and I became a Christian, I learned about the principles of sowing and reaping. I learned about the principle of tithing and offerings. So I was making, say with me, $200. A month. You know what $200 a month does? It puts $20 into the church fund. Here we have $20. When you're talking about $20, you're talking about telling the pastor, Pastor, you might be able to go to Subway's and have a sandwich and then put $10 in your bank account to drive your car around. Right? $20 a month. You can't do anything with $20 to pay for the rent in this place, the chairs, the light, all the stuff that needs to be purchased, right? And so I would throw it to the pastor, like saying, Pastor, see what you could do with $20, brother. Thank God to pay for the rent in this place, the chairs, the light, all the stuff that needs to be purchased, right? And so I would throw it to the pastor, like saying, Pastor, see what you could do with $20, brother. Thank God. God bless you. And I would just throw it to him. The time came where the Lord began to bless me. I was making $1,000 a month. So now I would bring $100 to the house of God. So here I come. I'm a law school student coming out. I said, okay, here's $100 for the church. And I would give it to the church. And all of a sudden, um, I was happy. I'm a tither. I'm a sower. I'm a giver. And I'm excited. But then I start making $5,000 a month. And now I have to bring $500 to the house of God. And this is already a car payment. So this is starting to bother me a little bit. Because I could use these $500 to not be a man, to be selfish, and to hoard the blessing of the Lord. But I didn't. I said, I'm going to bring my $500 to the house of God. I'm going to bless the pastor. I was making $10,000 a month. Now I have to bring $1,000. And I said, Pastor, the Lord loves a cheerful giver, but I'm not happy right now. I can't believe... That every month I'm bringing $1,000 to the house of God. But, you know, it made me feel good because that makes you a man. You represent your family. You represent your church. You're fighting the battles of the Lord. You're being a part of what God wants you to be a part of. So now I'm making $20,000 a month. I notice the increments of my prosperity and my blessing. And now I have to bring $2,000 to the house of the Lord. But there was a time that I made $50,000 a month. 
And I had to bring 5,000 to the house of the Lord. And I said, I know what I'll do. I'll be sharp about this. I'll give 2,000 to the pastor, and I'll I'll be the generous philanthropist of the church. I'm going to give out $3,000 every month. So everybody says, Joaquin is such a, a good man. But that just showed the wickedness of my heart. Because I didn't feel that way when I was bringing $20 to the house of the Lord. But now as God prospered and blessed me, now I began to let pride come in. I started making $100,000 a month and bringing $10,000 to the house of God. And telling the pastor, you better put me a little in your sermon. You better put a little commercial there about how good Joaquin is. You know, oh, Joaquin, he's, he's a faithful brother. He, he, and all that wickedness arises in your heart. But I thank God that through the years, God has made us stewards, those managers for the provision of God to bless the nations. Because if you're faithful in the small things, God could use you for the great things that he has for your life. And so we're known in our ministry worldwide, not as takers. We don't go to places because we're going to get something. When we show up, the provisions of heaven fall. The goodness of the Lord falls in abundance. Something that most of us will never even experience because we have not walked in the principles of sowing and reaping. The devil has stripped us of our influence. Not only are we stingy, we produce stingy children. We we will have stripped grandchildren. It will be known in no place. They will not have the heavens shower them. It says there in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8, God is able to increase and make abound towards you, always to meet your need and always to have abundance for every good work, for everything that you are, that you're bestowing what God entrusts to your hands. And if we don't know this principle, we are My friend wrote a book, it's called Two Fleas and No Dog, talking about two parasites that come together and form the unity of a family that is nothing but blood suckers to themselves. They never bless the house of God. They never bless the ways of God. They travel nowhere but that which benefits themselves. They don't have a vision. I was saying if we would have stayed in our lineage in Pinal de Rio, we would have been stripped Why? Because we never thought of outside Pinar de Rio. We never thought outside of our municipality. We didn't think about the nations of the earth. That God wanted to make us a reference to every tribe and tongue. To every nation. And so when you begin to think like God wants you to think, He begins micro and then it turns into macro. He starts with the seed and ends with fruit unto a harvest that is glorious. But if we're eating the seed, if we're not launching it out, God gives us enough to live and to bless the work of God and to be prosperous and we eat the seed. So we say this principle here. We know how many seeds are in an apple. How many could count? We're going to get an apple right after service. Break it open, cut it all up, and count the seeds, right? And we say we have 32 seeds or whatever it is. Six seeds, eight seeds, whatever. Anybody know how many seeds are in an apple? We'll do that experience, experiment. I can tell how many seeds are in an apple, but if you launch that seed, just one of them, you will never be able to count how many apples are in one seed. 
You will never be able to come to that number. And if, you don't, if you're not one that's able to launch a seed consistently and faithfully in one direction, you, my friend, will never see a harvest. You'll never see fruit. The devil came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And Jesus Christ has come to give us life abundantly. And his body was the seed that fell and died. And because he gave his life, there's a huge return of a harvest. What happens when you give you? When you give your time, your talents, your treasures, God will give to you the sufficiency to make everything abound so that good works become your every day, not your once in a while. Verse 9, it's written, He who has dispersed abroad, he who has given to the poor, his righteous manifestation will endure to all nations. I know for a fact that because God has taught us this principle, because we fought off our selfishness to live it as a reality, my great, great, great grandchildren upon the earth will have a harvest coming back to them because of seed that I'm sowing now. We, we won't be able to tell the extent of the prosperity and blessing coming our way for 17 years in this church. We have sown and sown and sown. And to this day, they say, Pastor, how much will you charge us to come and speak to us? I said, number one, you can't afford it. Number two, it's free. Number three, we're still sowing. Under these principles, verse 10, it's impossible that if we sow that we're not going to reap. Now, here it is. Paul tells the Corinthians, Now may he who supplies the seed to the sower. Who is the one that blesses us? The Lord. You're not impressing the Lord by keeping what he's given you to sow. He who supplies the seed, the opportunity, the provision, is the sower. And bread for food he supplies. And supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. See, today the Lord is doing something great in this place. He's giving you an opportunity to prosper beyond your dreams. Prosper to levels that nobody knew that you were that prosperous and blessed. Open up the heavens. The Bible says in verse 10, he supplies the seed to the sower. Verse 12, for the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, blessing the ministers of God, but also abounding through many to give thanks. We don't know what's happening around the world the last 17 years. We haven't seen the extent of it. The principles of God's word is that if you give if you want to be rich, you give. If you want to be poor, you hold on. If you want to have abundance, you scatter. If you want to be needy, begin to hoard. Begin to hoard. The philosophy of this world is get all you can and then can all you get. Keep it to yourselves. Don't let it be a part of the work of God. In 1 Corinthians 3.6, Paul teaches the principles of this prosperity when he says, I planted a seed, Apollos watered it, and God caused growth. These principles of sowing and reaping also involve ministry. The seeds that we're sowing in this place 
our world-changing seed. We don't have ordinary seed in this place. We're raising up champions. We're raising up champions to love God, to live for God, to serve God, to worship God with truth and sincerity. It's been an issue in our day that men have begun to go through famine and then begin to squander and to get rid of what God has given them. Let's stand today. The challenge for you, Galatians 6 verse 7, do not be deceived. The word deception means led astray, or you focus on another priority and another intensity. Do not be led astray. God will not be made fun of. You're not going to outwit God. If God has established this as a principle in God's word, then he backs up the principles he's established upon the earth. God will not be made fun of. Whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. Genesis 8:22 says, while there still remains the earth, while earth is still here, seed time and harvest shall not cease. While the earth is in place, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, night and day shall not cease. These principles are embedded for your blessing and prosperity. You think staying home at midweek Bible study is to your advance and to your benefit? You're being stripped because God has a table that's been prepared to be invited to his table to share in the intimacy. See, there was a, a huge multitude. The multitude wanted fish and bread. They wanted the provisions. They didn't want to be the source. But those who came in the inner circle and were closest to the Lord began they were part of the miracles of expanding that provision, but then they were able to gather in 12 baskets the remains of the generosity, of the blessing, of the prosperity. There was no lack in these men that followed Jesus Christ. It's sad to see how the devil has stripped man of his inability to have a serious commitment with the body of Christ, with the local church with the brothers and sisters in the house of God. A lot of people come to receive the provision, but they're not there to serve the provision. There's people who have told me, Pastor, please count on me. I want to be part of your world-changing team, and then I never see them again. There's an issue there. Pastor, I want to be a man of God. I want to be a woman of God. I want our family to be known as, as people who love the Lord. Listen, it begins in the house of God. It begins here in the simplicity. For years, we didn't travel anywhere. We didn't see anybody. We didn't go any place. The Bible says that you're, you, you are like an arrow, and you're sitting there waiting for the time that God pulls you out and shoots you into the destiny of your character. And if he were to shoot you right now, the only thing that there would be would be shame. There would be an orphan. There would be somebody seeking how they could gain something from the outskirts. Uh, my friend who wrote that book, Two Fleas and No Dogs, talk about two parasites that come together and they become bloodsuckers. There's no dog, so they have no provision, so they suck the life out of each other. And God wants you to be a part of his church. And that these principles are not just something you hear about, but something you live. As we sing this song, I want you to consider where you're at in this season of your life. I'm telling you that.
that out there there's a great famine and it's not of gold and silver it's of the blessing of the Lord those that say to have great bank accounts those that say to be wealthy and they're poor they don't have a blessing over their families their marriages their future their prosperity their sons their daughters so we sing this song you get to talk to God now and say God I want to be faithful make me like Jesus